This week, we sit down with Staff Sergeant Tyler Buttersworth, also known as Buttersworth the Syrup on Instagram. Staff Sergeant Buttersworth is a rising star in the U.S. Army's recruiting world, having achieved his recruiting goals well ahead of schedule. What's more, he's managed to generate over 200 leads for other states through his Instagram account alone. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Staff Sergeant Buttersworth's story, discovering the secrets behind his success and the lessons he's learned along the way. We'll explore the innovative practices he's implemented to modernize recruiting for the Army and how his approach can be replicated by others. Let's get after it. We have a professional obligation for the ethical application of, uh, of force. You can have a growth mindset where you're always achieving for better. This is about us, about our guard, our reputation. We are all in this together. Outthink, outmaneuver, and outfight the enemy. If you wage war, do it energetically and with severity. This is the only way to make it shorter and consequently less inhumane. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the uh, Raven Report. I'm Chaplain Sanders, and I have uh, a two very interesting guests with me today. So, uh, John uh, Howell, who is the S3 for RRB, thanks for being here, man. Hey, this is a dream come true. I get to talk to the man, the myth, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend, who is Staff Sergeant Tyler's Butterworth, or Mr. Butterworth, or what, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's Butterworth Syrup. The syrup. Well, there you go. Well, thanks for being on, man. Super awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I know John's got a bunch of uh, uh, burning questions he has to ask you about how to become the most excellent uh, social media influencer and recruit the entire United States into the Washington National Guard on Instagram. So go go ahead, John. Take it away. So uh, just wanted to say huge fan, and I uh, wanted to tell you a little personal story. So Friday is usually when I get off uh, – from doing the RBS3 thing, I head home, I connect my phone to uh, the family TV and gather all my three boys and uh, my wife. And I'm like, hey, you got to watch the latest video that was put out by the Desirup. <laughs> and uh, it's a family affair. So I don't know if there's any other families that sit down and watch these, but we do. Um, well, that's all. <laughs> favorite one so far has been the, the Family Matters. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. All right. that- my wife was dying laughing watching that one, and also uh, the Cribs uh, Armory. Uh, yeah, MTV Cribs <laughs> Armory. Yeah, just brilliant stuff, man. It's great. So uh, my first question is, that what inspired you to use social media to recruit for the National Guard? Actually, you know what? Let's, let's, let's rewind. You can introduce yourself to anyone that doesn't know you. Kind of tell us what you're about. Who are you? All right, so my name is Tyler Butterworth. I've been a recruiter for about two years. Uh, I'm in the Virginia Army National Guard. Before that, I was a detective, uh, gang and narcotics detective, and then I came to recruiting. Um, so I guess that's a brief intro. So I guess your question, why I started the whole social media thing. So I go to 18 different high schools in the area that I recruit out of. So I thought, you know, hey, instead of trying to get these kids' phone numbers and everything, when I'm standing in the high school, I ask the kid, I'm like, hey, what's your Facebook? And the kid just kind of looks at me, and he's like, I don't have a Facebook. My mom has a Facebook. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. I'm going to go, you know, give up now. So anyway, uh, I figured out that, you know, kids around here are using Instagram, using TikTok, all the social media, and that's how they communicate. I mean, a lot of them don't even know their own phone number, but they definitely know their Instagram handle. So 
I kind of realized that, hey, I can, you know, learn the latest trends. I can learn this kind of stuff that they're doing, watch their videos and then try to copy it, but put kind of a army spin on it. And so that's what I that's what I did. Pretty awesome. It's awesome. So I've made the, the case to a lot of people that like, look, Facebook is for old people. So like if you want like if you want to get all hooked up on Facebook, then that's great. But none of them are going to enlist because they're all old and broke. Uh, but if you want to get to the uh, the people that actually want to join the army, they're on Instagram for sure. Right. And so what I'll, what I'll say to that is, so I put different stuff on Facebook than I do Instagram because I'm for all the recruiters out there, you're looking for the parents on Facebook. You're not looking for your applicants on Facebook. But if the parents see your stuff and the kids see your stuff on Instagram, then it's win-win. Right. That's actually a really good point. Like, like uh, say more about how y'all are, are trying to engage the parents on Facebook because that's a thought that we, we haven't had. So there are all these parent groups. Uh, there's the community groups for the specific counties and stuff like that. As a recruiter, you can join those and then you can – most recruiters will post, you know, pictures or maybe some brochure pictures and that kind of thing in those groups. But if you have informative videos about, you know, the importance of taking an ASVAB your sophomore, junior and senior year of high school and how you can use that test score for enlistment purposes, then, you know, the parents see that they're like, hey, you know, Johnny, you need to go take the ASVAB because who knows, maybe you will join the military. Maybe it'll give you some, you know, an idea of the career field that you would want to do. So if you put super informative educational videos on Facebook for the, you know, family members to see, then it's, it's going to help you in the long run. Oh man, that's actually a really good idea. Well, John, what's your next question? So kind of delving into, uh, I've always wondered um, if you were a recruiter, if you're RSP cadre, so you are a recruiter, are you AGR or on ADOS or where are you looking for that? I am, I am AGR. I'm a production recruiter. Um, I'm on a mission, a recruiting mission, an individual recruiting mission. Uh, and I'm, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so, so total kind of, as we talk, uh, score, like how many, how many sessions have you had? Uh, this year I've gotten seven. I'm supposed to get nine before this next October. So. Okay. And something right. I picked up on, it seems like your social media, is not only helping the Commonwealth of Virginia, but also other states as well. That's correct, sir. I've uh, I probably referred over a hundred people to different states, territories, and everything within the United States, as well as quite a few recruiters here in Virginia. Um, just this past, I want to say it was Thursday, I referred four qualified leads to four different states, ranging from. Guam, Puerto Rico, California, and Utah, and then I got three leads for myself in Virginia the same day. So it's this is this is the way, as the Mandalorian would say. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I, I noticed uh, Washington wasn't on that that list. So anything you can do, uh, not yet, sir. <laughs> Soon enough. There you go. <laughs> Could you track that back to a single post or video? Um. So I kind of some of it. A lot of the responses I get, a lot of the messages I get come from videos and stuff like that, or people that ask a question in the comments. I try my best to respond to everybody and answer the questions. But as far as like the random messages I get, I really can't track them back sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, it's probably just somebody's following your account, I'd imagine. So they just had a question. They're like, finally, like, okay, well, finally, I'll, I'll do that. Because we get the same thing. So like I run the, the Dark Rifles page and have for a while. And we get the same thing where uh, – you, we might be able to see sometimes Instagram will give that metric that says like follows from this, you know, like video or whatever. Sometimes we can see that. 
But a lot of times it's just random. And uh, they're like, well, I've been following your page for a long time or whatever. So it really kind of like hammers home that point of like, you've got to have a good presence because the presence is what sells things, not necessarily the post. So, Yes, sir. Yeah. What's good? So can you talk a little bit about, uh, you've got a support, you're obviously the star, but you've got a really strong supporting cast. Um, the, I, I don't know their names, but the, the specialists, I love that dude. I think he's awesome. Um, yep. And also the uh, the Sergeant First Class with the Ranger Tab older dude, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a great supporting cast. Can you talk a little bit about them? Are they in the room with you? Uh, no, Sergeant Beasley, that's the Ranger Tab, the older E seven. He's he's out right now. He has an appointment. Um, and then Fiscato, who is the specialist, he was our ADOS. He would be our driver that would drive people to maps and do whatever, assist us, you know, be a you know actor part time. Uh, <laughs> He's actually in uh, recruiter school right now. So he got hired on as AGR. So he's going to be a production recruiter here shortly, probably in the same duty location. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I think one of the strongest suits about like your, your Instagram and as well as your uh, supporting cast is like, y'all make recruiting look so cool, like so much fun. And I, I'm, I've only been in recruiting for about four months. Um, I've only been in the guard for about a year. Uh, coming off active duty but um recruiting like it's a pretty high stress job <laughs> like it's it's not easy at all um, yeah it definitely can be but there you know the whole the whole thing with the videos and recruiting and all that one this works we're reaching the the demographic that we need to reach and two there's no reason that it needs to be so rigid of sitting at your desk making phone calls and getting hung up on and all that kind of stuff when you know, the first video I made that when I got told I need to make more phone calls, the first video I made that went kind of viral, you know, 500,000 people saw them. So it's like, what what is more effective, sitting at my desk making phone calls or making these videos that the kids, when I go to the high school, they want to take a picture with me. And they're like, hey, I think I do want to join now. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. You've actually had people like come up like, uh, like where you're like celebrity status? All the time all the time <laughs> that's awesome man the, it's wild. we were uh so like go get it back our uh, dark rifle experiences uh we got to like three or four thousand followers not anything super huge and we actually had uh other soldiers that would come through where we were at and want our battalion commanders like autograph because he's like a you know, reoccurring character on this on this channel and they're they're treating him like you know he's the, the lead actor in stanford's uh, or something like, it was crazy yeah that's how you know that you're doing a good job with it I mean, yeah, absolutely. What was that like for you to make the first video? Because I mean, you know, like Hal said, like the your recruit is super hard job and production, like especially high quality production that you do. You're not doing just kind of like flippant stuff. It's like stuff that's kind of methodically thought through and and done really well. That's that's a lot of work too. So how how did you manage to do it? As far as like starting to make the content, or like when I first started, or all of it. So when I first started, um, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. There's a girl that I enlisted that she had a, a decent Instagram following at, you know, a thousand followers. I'm like, that's pretty good. So I asked her some questions about it. She told me what, what to do, what not to do. Um, how was, I didn't even know that I never had social media before I started this. So um, she taught me some of this kind of stuff, the stories, the posts, the reels. I had no idea what a reel was. So I learned that. I watched some YouTube videos and then. I learned some different filming techniques just with my cell phone. And then 
you know, every day I try to incorporate something new into it to the point now where I have the whole, you know, I have microphones, I have a 4K camera, all this stuff that I bought myself because I'm actually really interested in it. I like doing it. And so my latest thing is uh, the editing software that I use. And then also I'm really into using like a green screen now to interject myself into different movies and stuff like that. That's something I haven't really messed with. I know uh, Hal had a lot of questions about editing software whenever I first met him. So what editing software are you using now? So I use uh, Final Cut Pro, okay. um, Mac product, and it it's easy for me to learn. There's a guy that's a filmmaker in uh, L.A. that I've befriended on social media, and so he's been kind of teaching me some of the uh, editing tricks and all that kind of stuff. Okay, that makes sense. So you're doing most of these videos like uh like you're taking a 4K camera, filming it, uploading it to your Mac, and then editing there? Uh, most of the time. It really depends. If it's going to be something quick where I'm using a voiceover or something like that, I'll use the cell phone. But if it's like an original, you know, Family Matters or MTV Cribs or something like that, <laughs> or one of our original skits that we do, you know, we'll everybody will have a microphone, we'll have a, a gimbal, we'll have the whole whole, the whole setup. setup. Yeah, okay, that makes That's, sense. That's something I've noticed, like with your videos lately, uh, like the ones with the Mandalorian, John Wick, all those, uh, the training day when in the in the recruiter vehicle. I uh, like, uh, yeah, I've really noticed you've stepped up your game over the past like six months. I was like, how's he doing? Doing this? So it's really cool to hear. That's awesome. It's professional. Um, <laughs> backbone of recruiting in the army for sure. Um, so. Uh, Let's see where's my next question. Okay, so what's for recruiters or maybe even for a unit? What's like the most important thing do you think um, for those people to, to remember when using social media to, with the goal of generating accessions into the guard? So, you know, the number one thing I would say if you're trying to get more people to join the guard would be to feature the people within the guard. Yeah, feature people around you. You know, let the soldiers talk about their experiences, um, talk about why they're there, talk about each other. Um, go, going out to the range with the infantry unit that I recruit out of here and seeing those guys and interviewing them, that's that's the best part. The funny videos are great and everything, but probably the, the biggest thing is these guys being able to talk about why their unit is the best. And that that's what's going to sell that particular MOS job, you know, unit. That's what's going to get it, not a bonus. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I, we did a, a, a thing where um, I would film like a a soldier and the ticket had to do an, an audio over the top of that, that film where they basically would conclude by saying like, I am a dark rifle. Like I am a part of, part of this, uh, uh, you know, unit. And uh, the reason why is because as a chaplain, I, I hear it, like my job professionally is to listen to everybody's story. And you get to hear all enough of these stories and you you start to realize like, man, like some of these stories are really interesting. Like, how did you end up here? It's like actually pretty compelling. We had one guy, um, the best one that we ever did and my favorite one by far. Uh, he lived in like the federal states of Micronesia. So check, check this out. This kid lives on an island that like the only way to get off the island is that once a week, a boat comes by, you get on that boat. And it wanders around the other islands till eventually ends up on the mainland where you can get on and, and go then buy your plane ticket. There's no electricity on the island. There's no internet. There's nothing. All right. So I'm out kind of trooping the line one day. He tells me the story. And I'm just like, dude, 
how did you get here? <laughs> and, and like he starts to say, like, well, I wanted to go to America, but you know, to get you know a, a college degree, and so he comes over here, and then he was so grateful to be here, and he said, like, I want to give back, and, and he was like, oh, I can do the guard and like not have to go somewhere else. I can stay in this local area, and so he decided to do that. So I made a I am a dark rifle real off of him, and it it like for us it would it, it uh, did really really well. And uh, but it's because the story is just so compelling, and like it was, it was like that is the that is the person we're going for. If you want to be something, you want to do something cool, then hey, we we have a place for you. So. That's awesome. Were, were you in that the unit you're assigned to now, the infantry unit that you're recruiting for? Were you in that unit prior to becoming a recruiter? Yes, I. Uh, oh. yeah. And this is Third Battalion, One Sixteenth Infantry, uh, here in Virginia. So I've been in almost every company with the battalion. Um, this is the last, this is Charlie company. This is the unit I came from uh, when I went to recruiting. Okay. That's awesome. Cause uh, yeah, and we've kind of noticed um, over the past year, there's been a lot of buy-in from the units to assist RB, which is what it ha I feel like it has to take in order for you to reach your, uh, your mission for the year. So that's great to hear. Yeah. This, yeah. Uh, this infantry unit is the most at strength infantry company in the state. So we, we do a good job featuring the soldiers here, and as in turn, that brings more enlistments into the infantry for this unit. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that are y'all short across the state? Is eleven Bravo and eleven Charlie your shortest yeah. in the West? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Great when you have a recruiter like my local recruiter for my M Day company, former eleven Bravo, and they just like get it. You know, like this is what I need to put in the guard. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure your infantry battalion is super happy to have you. <laughs> I'm gonna be with them. Yeah. How much do you tie in with other states, uh, like their RBs, as far as like running training for their marketing or even just for the recruiters? Does that happen often? Um. Uh, yes, sir. It does. Uh, generally, when I go on vacation or any kind of trips or anything like that, I always meet up with a guard recruiter and try to make some videos. Um, I probably talk to a guard recruiter, I would say at, at the very least once a week somewhere in the United States that has questions or, you know, wants to kind of go over how I do things. You know, I'm, I'm happy to share that with the guard recruiters. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it's probably been over 200 recruiters at this point that I've talked to and kind of given a, you know, crash course on social media. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Speaking of guard recruiters, I've noticed that like big armies kind of caught on like, oh, the Deserp is crushing it. What can we uh, get from you? So how did that feel when they hit you up? <laughs> oh, it felt great. It felt uh, like I was actually doing something like I was actually like, you know, doing something that's meaningful. It's a different way of thinking. It's kind of very far from what they teach you in recruiter school of what you're supposed to be doing. Um and it's it works. It's successful. I think it, it could be done at a much larger level at the national level, whether it's NGB or within the army as a whole. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I always love it when uh, you share like, yeah, I got this new follower. I, I think Tradoc had followed you recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it really seems you've tapped into uh, I mean, because one of the struggles here is like, how do we get after the Gen Z um population crowd how do we sell the guard to them and it's awesome to see that you've tapped into that and that, that the army's catching on as well 
um, that, hey, they're this dude's doing something right. How can we leverage that? What can we learn? So, and it's from the National Guard, right? The weekend warriors, like, um, uh, big army is asking us how to do this. So, it's so cool. Um, cool, man. So, where, where do you see this going? Like, uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? So, uh, Ideally, I would try to go to a national uh, marketing position at NGV. That's kind of what I'm pursuing right now. Um, or take over a, a larger social media role in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Good stuff. Um, so you don't see, your, just see yourself leaving recruiting anytime soon? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hit my three-year tour uh, in February, and we'll kind of reevaluate at that point and see where I'm at. But, yeah, the – the goal would be social media training. You know, I, I love training other recruiters. I love training people about how to leverage social media for what they're doing. And, and that's kind of the goal of what I would kind of look for. So, right. Yeah. That's, working here at uh, the Washington's RB, I've noticed there's several old timers. Um, there's one particular gentleman that he was in the Minnesota guard who crushed it. And now he tours around uh, training other RB like their staff and, uh, section chiefs specifically but there seems like uh once you're done with this there's a there's a lot of uh opportunity in that so you ever considered writing a book or a how-to guide uh not a book or a how-to i've I've, uh, considered starting a business is what i've what i've considered doing and so i think that that might be something that i pursue here very shortly okay and you own a farm as well right i do yes sir okay you ever think about yeah, just when I'm done with the guard, I retire. Just gonna go back to the farm, and you know, that's that's uh 100% the idea of what I'll be doing. <laughs> the simple life, I know. Yeah, I got ten more years to that. Um, so uh, previously, the only other podcast uh, that I've been a part of for the Raven Report, uh, we had a old uh, Captain Chadwick from the Friday Guard uh, on here. Yeah, so you're I, in good company. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm. I'm a big yep. Captain Chadwick fan. Um, I, I hate to say this, but I probably love him more than you. Uh, but you're growing on me. Um, it's we'll a, see. It's a very <laughs> it's different style. We're both we're both very different. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Well, I mean, one thing is like, yeah, his is a little bit more, uh, I guess, risque. I would say some of the stuff he shares, but <laughs> I, it's in the same line because I think y'all both make the guard look like, hey, we're special, we're cool. You know, come join our team. So I think y'all have that common theme, but uh, he, your name got brought up during that podcast and we were throwing around the idea of like, uh, would y'all ever work together? And I know it's a little bit different, like, cause he's not out there with his name and who he really is, uh, even though he's a solid dude, but uh, is there a possibility that could be some future content in the future? Captain Chadwick and uh, Staff Sergeant DeSyrup uh, yeah. corporation? Yeah. Uh, the old Captain Chadwick and I have actually talked about that, and there there definitely is a possibility of that happening sometime soon. I will pay for that. If you, you know, <laughs> charge, money, charge money for it, I'll pay for it. We were actually talking about here in Washington, Stephen uh, Sanders and I, we need to have like a, uh, a tri-wizard social media. So it's like you, Mandatory Fund Day, Captain Chadwick, bring you all up here. The Council of the Social Media 
you know, wizards and get you all together here and just talk it out. I think that'd be so cool. Well, so by, by the time this launches, like we'll we'll have already kind of like broke the barrier on YouTube Live. What I was thinking about doing is having all everybody on a YouTube Live to just kind of talk best practices and stuff like that. But I I, I am very fond of the Tri Wizard <laughs> conference or symposium or something crazy like that. Yeah, I'm all about it. If you can get me TDY somewhere, let's do it. All right, well we can do that. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't been to Washington, it's a great spot. So uh, definitely come out whenever you want to. Um, I know we had talked a little bit about getting you uh, involved here for some training for our recruiters and the marketing section. So I look forward to that once we make it happen. Um, any thoughts about kind of in the in Captain Chadwick's uh, kind of efforts, thoughts about selling merch, uh, merch? I don't know what the legal ramifications are for that, but have you ever thought about it? Like a, a DeSyrup shirt? I would buy that one. I'd probably buy 10 of them. So I have I have uh, some stickers that I've created, like it's a little syrup bottle that has a helmet and stuff on. I have some of those. I've thought about selling stuff like that. It'd probably be, I don't know, maybe something in the future. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy those too. I'll put it in my car. Um, yeah. I've got the Friday Yard one on it right now. So, but uh, there's, there's space back there. Um, all right. I've been dying to ask this question. So, uh, mustaches, right? Uh I can't grow one, unfortunately. I can't. I'm not a man yet. Maybe one day when I'm, I'm done, done with the army. How fast can you grow a mustache? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Two weeks, three weeks, about that. Okay. Uh, any um, tips for any like special oils to apply to help someone <laughs> out? Need? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, you know, sweat from working out and. Maybe CLP. You could probably try rubbing some CLP on there. The man yeah. formula. I've never yeah. done that. I wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't really think it's a great idea. Maybe try. It. Who knows? When you were when you were eleven Bravo, did you rock a mustache then too? I did. Um, I did the uh, the old deployment mustache, and then I've done the the stash during AT. It wasn't as uh, robust as this one is currently, but yeah, it did uh ever get catch heat from that from a star major or anything along those lines no I, I i actually never have i always think i'm going to i was at the uh, nationals game and i got to meet the chief of the national guard and shook his hand and got a coin and all this yesterday and the whole time i'm thinking there's some sergeant major standing there and i'm i'm like i'm waiting for him to be like hey your uh must goes a little beyond the corners of your mouth and, but he didn't say like nice mustache I'm like haha <laughs> Well, you Were, are you in Iraq for your deployment? I was, yes, sir. I went, I went uh, in 2007 and then again in 2011. Where were you okay. at in 07? I was in the Ambar province out of Al-Assad. We were mainly in and around Fallujah and Ramadi. Okay. I was in Biop about the same time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we went there quite a lot. Yep. I think that's I think it was General Mattis when his uh, Marines were deploying as part of the invasion. It was almost like mandatory to have a mustache to, you know, to culturally relate. So I think you, uh, yeah, you're Definitely smart. Dude. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so speaking of mustaches, which I can't grow, what's your top five like mustaches in the world for characters that you aspire to be like? And please don't say Saddam Hussein. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that one. Uh, 
top five. I don't know if I have a top five. I would probably say, uh, let's see, uh, Will Ferrell from uh, what was that? Anchorman. That Anchorman. Was pretty... Epic mustache. Uh, Ron Swanson. Probably Ron Swanson's probably number one. Even though that's a fake mustache. I don't know if you guys knew that, but it's I that's not. fake. I did not know that. There's a uh, blooper reel on YouTube that I saw uh, where his mustache came off and they had to re-glue it. Oh. You know, like, that uh, that guy, Nick, whatever his name is, like, I can't, like, he slowly is, like, losing stature in my life because I thought, like, he was awesome. Yeah. And then as things go on, I just see more and more things to just not think as highly of him. Now that I know that his mustache is fake, I just I don't even know what to think about the world. Yeah, his uh, his mustaches have changed a lot. His <laughs> mustache roles. Um, who's the other one? Who's the guy that was in the National Guard back in the day? He know. did a commercial for the National Guard. Was it? Um, let's see. Was it Tom Selleck? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like the classic mustache dude. It was just like super sexy, walking around like, look at my mustache. Yeah. Right. He had a good one. Some of those old, but yeah, I'd have to say uh, Ron Swanson, number one. Okay. All right. I was wondering if Tom Selleck was going to make the list. Uh, oh, yeah. Glad he was on there as well. Yeah. Don't want to disrespect the man. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, so- I'll give you an example from history about how mustaches are awesome. Uh, y'all know who Robin Olds is? So, right, you, you, when you get, get done with this, just Google Robin Olds. For one, he has a fantastic mustache. But this is a full bird colonel that uh, would fly into, I think he is during uh, Vietnam, and would just like smoke uh, like planes on, on a regular basis. And like he basically didn't get promoted because he was such a kind of like a contrary character, but like the people absolutely loved him. Just have a good Google Fest on Robin Olds, and you'll, you'll thank me for it. I just pulled up his picture. That is a pretty glorious mustache. It is. It's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, two more questions for me. Um, this was kind of brought up uh, when we were talking to Kevin Chadwick. We were talking about comparing uh, follow, follower metrics, right? Um, and uh, we compared his with yours. You're winning by a lot. Um and he brought up the use of TikTok, um, which I know has been kind of controversial across the United States, not just for the Army. Uh, so how do you feel about the TikTok platform and like its future use for recruiting? Um, so my my thought process would be if my job is to reach more people about the Army National Guard and the benefits that it might be for them then why not use the platforms that are going to reach that target demographic? Very pragmatic. Or, or the politics that, that go into it, you know, the China is going to get all of our data and all this kind of stuff that people say. It is very easy to take a video from Instagram, put it into a, a thing that removes all the watermarks, and then put it on TikTok. So all of the information that you share on the internet and the way that I feel is all the information that I share on the internet everybody's going to see it. It's going to, it's going to be in every country. I get messages in different languages that I just do a thumbs up to. So great. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it's a, it's a valuable tool. All of these, you know, students in these high schools, they have a TikTok account, they have an Instagram account and a lot of them are, are kind of just on the TikTok side. So. Yeah. Well, that's, 
Yeah, it's good to hear your take on it because I think uh, Kevin Chadwick has kind of stayed away from it. So if he ever wants to catch up with you, maybe he has to just jump on the TikTok train. Um, what do you? What keeps you up at night? I I also asked this uh, question to Captain Chadwick. And he took he it said, very oh. seriously, which I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're, Go ahead. We're deep here now. That's that. That's how he. <laughs> so, so I guess my thing is. I don't know that anything really keeps me up at night. Um, I think a lot about like what I can learn the next day, or I'm constantly thinking like new ideas or video ideas. I probably have like, I don't know, 80 different notes on my phone where I have an idea and I'll put it in the notes. But as far as like my own progression, I guess, within the military and within this whole thing that I've created, um, I don't know. I, I think about like what more I could do, what what more I could do to benefit the organization and benefit, you know, all of these people out here that are trying to do it. I mean, the idea of coming up with a training course for recruiters, the idea of going to the national level, how I can make that happen. That's kind of what keeps me up at night, I would say. OK, yeah. maybe, maybe that was a deep response, too, but uh, it's well, a you're a good company again with that. No, I feel your pain on that one, though, because, like, uh, I look back on the past couple of years of my life and I going down this whole boondoggle, not as an influencer, but just as somebody managing pages. And there's when I, when I stop, I always think that, like, well, there's not that much to it. And then I started to explain it to somebody and I realized, like, oh, man, there's actually a whole lot to this. Like, there's a lot to explain. And, like, how do you codify that, capture it and pass it on to somebody so that way they can make better use of it than you do is like that is something that kind of like. I, I spend a lot of thought on that. So I totally get where you're coming from. So. Right. And it's, and it's valuable. You know, the, the stuff that like, you know how to do with podcasts and with everything that you do to manage your thing, that's valuable. That's something mm -hmm. that people don't know. Um, simple, simple tips that I've shared with recruiters that I learned early on. I mean, that that's valuable stuff that has changed their, the way that they recruit and the way that they have more people reach out to them. So yeah, like I wanted to like kind of capture a point that you made. Like, so you said that like uh, you're on track. Well, so you have to do nine by October. You already have seven, but you mm -hmm. only started this within like the past year. Is that correct? Correct. Right. So what was like the last, the two years leading up to starting your Instagram channel like? So I was on um, ADOS first before I came to AGR as a recruiter. And I was kind of, you know, I was still in the, police side of things pretty heavily. I'm still actually a, a deputy sheriff where I live, um, but I'm they're holding my job in case I go back to that after recruiting. Um, but no, so I, I really didn't start realizing the whole Instagram and social media potential until I started going to the high schools. And then once I did, I just, I realized that, hey, I would much rather do that than sit at my desk and get hung up on by everyone's mom. Yeah. So kind of putting my chaplain hat on, I sit there and like, I listen to, uh, I have a lot of friends that are recruiters and stuff, and they'll, they'll call and talk to me about different things. And you start to see like the, uh, just the toll, the stress that like just comes with any sales job. But then especially when you add, you layer the military side of it on even more and what they're being forced you know into by just like kind of the system is like kind of an arcane way of sales. And it's just like it people just don't buy things that way anymore. And they're not going to like, you know, sell, or they're not going to give away six years of their life if you're coming at them like, you know, through snail mail, through like a flyer or something else like that. 
So 100%. you have to kind of meet them where they are. So like, yeah. So like, I just think from from a chaplaincy standpoint, like, it only makes sense to embrace the the social media stuff because it's more effective and more efficient, and therefore you lower the stress and you lower the problems. That's it. Exactly. I mean, you you couple uh, social media with a with a robust high school program as a recruiter, you you can't fail in my mind. If yeah. you know what you, you know what you're doing, and you actually do it, and you're consistent, and you make everything so that people can interact and ask questions then no you you can't fail right right so yeah like, and, go ahead uh, it's been kind of cool it seems like you have been like a mentor for other recruiters uh one that comes to mind uh, i think he's in pennsylvania sergeant knucklehead yeah i don't, <laughs> I don't think that's his real name but uh <laughs> but it's kind of cool like you've taken these other recruiters under your wing um and like i follow that guy i think he's great as well um but you can see like you're you know you could just be the a-hole recruiters like look how many followers i have i'm crushing it look at what i'm doing from him but you're like no hey sorry knucklehead get get under here you know let me help you out and let's shoot some stuff together exactly exactly the, the more people that i can involve in it and that want to do it the better and and that brings up a good point, too, that I think a lot of people don't understand, especially the, the trolls and the negative people in the comments and all that, which I could care less about. Uh, my wife said to me the other day, you know, I have a green screen. I have all the camera stuff and I'm like super into it. My wife, she knows when I decide that I'm going to learn something and do it, I'm going to go until I, I'm like a professional, like I'm good at it. And so she said something about, oh, well, you know, you're spending a lot a lot of time with that video or something along those lines, maybe not so eloquently said, but uh, she, uh, she basically said that. And I said, you know what, what I realized is all of this is good for other people. And I appreciate that they watch it and they enjoy it and everything. But really this is for me. I like making videos. Like I like making people laugh. I like, you know, acting. I like doing the editing, the video production. Like I, I do it for me. I really enjoy it. And that's that's the simple answer. Like it, it's for me. I like doing it. You know, I just had a brilliant idea. We need to talk to someone at NGB, come up with our version of the Oscars or maybe the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. Our <laughs> social media guys. I'm I'm just a hunch. I think you can win Best Actor. I think so. Well, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll put like that in the, my bar. <laughs> It could be like the Dundies on uh, the office. They would call it like the syrups. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, but it just, yeah, kind of captured that. Like, it's awesome that you're a team player. Like, I don't even know you, but I can see what you're doing for other recruiters. It's it's good stuff. I, I'm all about guys who are willing to share their love and how they're doing. Um, you know, speaking of your, your family, so something I've noticed you're really good at um, is whenever I share any of your videos, it's insane how fast you're able to respond or like, like the video that I shared it. Um, and this is through my, my company page. Do you ever get, does your, uh, does your family ever be like, Hey, get off the phone. Like, so no more social media tonight or anything along those lines. Cause your reaction time, I know you have a lot of followers and there's this small, you know, company page out there sharing your stuff, but you're, you're interacting, you're answering messages, things along those lines. Um, how, how does your family feel about the whole social media thing and what you're doing? So in the beginning, it was kind of 
it, it was very important to find a good balance, you know, to be able to not constantly be like, 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 you know, constantly on my phone. So I kind of have a, a, a method of doing it at this point. If, you know, when I'm driving to work, that's when I listen to music and try to find like, you know, trending stuff to, to listen to that I can then incorporate into some idea or, when I'm at work, I'll, that's when I try to respond to a lot of the questions and stuff like that. But as far as when people share stuff, I mean, that's a very easy process to kind of go through and, and like it. But that's important because then that shows that I'm engaging with people. I, I appreciate what they're doing. I appreciate that they're sharing the posts. And so if they're going to put it on their page, then why wouldn't I like it? That's great that they're sharing it. Yeah. So, yeah. But no. There have been times where where my wife's like, "Hey, get off your phone" or something like that, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. You know, I should I should be more focused." I think that's a standard TTP for all wives. <laughs> I saw some uh, some Instagram reel, actually, believe it or not, of a uh, husband that walks in, and the caption was, "How my wife expects me to react uh, when she gets off of her phone," and right. so then. And walks in and she puts her phone down and he like throws the phone over his shoulder like <laughs> yep that's accurate man <laughs> yeah. uh, hey uh any thoughts about doing uh i know with the trend right now it's all over i actually just did one for my company page with the family but the, the whole wes anderson reel you thought about it is, doing one? It, it is very funny that you mentioned that oh is it coming uh, it's coming. I'm going to film it today. I got a couple other ones that I'm uh, I'm filming. I know that this is a podcast, so I know you probably can't see stuff on a podcast, but here, check this out. Oh, yeah, look at that. The whole green screen and everything. Green screen setup uh, for one that I'm going to do today. But yes, I'm I'm 100% going to do that one. I've, I've seen it too. I was trying to think of the best way of doing it. Yeah, a little bit hard because I know like I'm a big fan of his movies. And he's all about like the vibrant colors. Yep. And so that's what, when I saw that, I was like, how can I do this for my company page? And I was like, okay, it can't be super military lady because the OCP, they're not the most vibrant colors. <laughs> so, right. yeah, but man, I look forward to seeing that. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be cool for sure. What's, what's your uh, experience with the green screen uh, been like? Because that's not something that I've really messed with. Uh, so I YouTube, uh, I go to YouTube University. That's where I learn everything. So yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I, I basically like looked into, I wanted to figure out a way to like put myself into like movie clips and all, and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I, I searched that on YouTube, figured out that, Hey, the, the green screen, if you have any kind of editing software that it's very easy to remove the background, if you have a green screen, that's the whole purpose. You can use a key or remove the screen and all that. And so now I will, like today, I'm going to film probably four different things just quick of me sitting there doing whatever. And then that way I can incorporate that into other things. Like it's kind of like uh, stock footage, I guess. Okay. And that's. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, there's a, uh, uh, you know, do you, either one of y'all follow habitual line crosser? Yep. Yeah. So like, so uh, I just did an interview with him two days ago and he, he had, uh, he was talking about how his, um, uh, his green screen experience like kind of changed the uh, the channel because all of a sudden uh, like he was putting out all this good information but no one was like really like paying attention to it and then all of a sudden he started like doing like you know doing his eyes and lips for the countries and uh, yeah. all of a sudden people were just like eating it up and like I was watching one this morning I was crying laughing like I didn't show it to my wife it was really funny so so 
the one that I did, it, it really wasn't even a green screen. It was it was a green screen that I found on YouTube of uh, Mike O'Hearn. So that's the one, the the baby don't hurt me. The He's a big muscular guy, you know, tons of memes out there on the internet right now with him. So I decided that I would film a short clip of me like reacting to somebody walking into the office. And then I took his green screen thing, removed the background and then put it into like where he's standing in my office. And I did that. It maybe took 10 and that video got, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and Mike O'Hearn like commented on it. He followed me. <laughs> he sent me a message that he wants to come shoot machine guns with us. And I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something that uh, habitual line girls, his name is Ethan Long. This is real, real name. He, he, um, he, he brought up, he, he goes, you know, like, uh, he's, I'm just trying to get information out. And, um, I don't really have like, there's not like a direct, like he's trying to sell some swag or something, but not, not nothing that's really like lying in his pockets anytime soon. Right. Um, but he said that one of the things that he, he noticed really quick of how good it is for networking with people and oh, yeah. like how all of a sudden all these influencers seem to know each other or uh, interact with each other, you know, for one reason or another. And um, that, that became like extremely valuable uh, for him. So it's kind of interesting to see that, like, it seems to be doing the same thing for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There are quite a few uh, companies and other influencers that I talk to regularly. So, yeah, the, I mean, the... Tradoc was sending me messages and <laughs> <laughs> lowly E6 making funny videos, but <laughs> right. Well, there you go. We, uh, one of our, the, I think the second or third podcast that, that I recorded, I think it drops in like two weeks, uh, is with the Tradoc G2. His name's Brad Marvel, was like a China expert. And uh, he was talking about how they are like starving for how do we make content that gets our message out, our information out in ways that is uh, effective. So I could totally see if that's the conversation they're having in TradeOc, why they would want to come talk, talk to you. Well, send, send in my number, will you? Send, send in my Instagram handle. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll reach out to you. So. Uh, final question for me. How much are you bench pressing nowadays? Ooh. Ooh, that is a great question. I don't know. I haven't maxed in a while. I can do 225, though. I got a uh, a new garage gym thing, so I'm trying to get back at it and not have a, a dad bod. That's the okay. goal. Never have a dad bod. Yeah. You got to yeah. be. I just did my max the other day, and it goes 205. So you got you got uh, 20 pounds on me, so good job. You beat the well, chaplain. <laughs> well, you, but you can get there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Like, uh, I, I did squats and bench press the same day, and then the other day I went to uh, – uh, to work out again, it's all based off my one rep max. Well, I got the numbers swapped on like the 75%. So I picked the bench up and I was like, man, this seems like way heavier than what I remember it as. And then as it came down, I was like about crushed my rib cage. And I was sitting there by myself trying to get out from underneath the bar. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all my questions, man. I just want to say like, keep doing what you're doing. It's uh, It's been awesome to watch, especially for a, a new guy to the National Guard and I love the guard. I'm never going back to active duty. And people like <laughs> you really inspire me uh, as an RBS3 to bring more people in because uh, it's a great organization. I, I think there's a lot of people who just don't even know about it. So I think you're doing the Lord's work out yeah, there. Well, I will. The, well. for, the, for the nation. Uh, and, uh, yeah, highlighting such an important part of our history and just an important. 
important part of a way to give back, you know? So yeah. I really appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it's a dream come true to be able to talk to you and uh, I'll continue to uh, watch you from afar. And uh, I can't wait for the Wes Anderson video, man. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> right, well, I got to get to editing then. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having, for being on, man. We'll let you go and uh, get after it. All right. Well, thank you guys. You guys have a good day. All right. You too. Keep recruiting. We'll do. This has been the Raven Report Podcast, the official podcast of the 81st Striker Brigade Combat Team. If you're interested in seeing if you have what it takes to join our team, go to our Instagram and click the link in the bio. Click the join link and connect with us.